0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. The tale of the tape. 49ers and Giants both have a quick turnaround this week. Going from playing on Sunday to playing on Thursday is always an interesting thing for each team. Usually tough for the road team, uh, depending on how much they have to travel. Now, the New York football Giants played the Arizona Cardinals, so they are very nearby Silicon Valley and Santa Clara where the 49ers play home games. So travel shouldn't be a big consideration in this one. But the quick turnaround is, which means players who aren't healthy may not be available for this football game. But I'm going to get into all the ins and outs, the stats, how each team is looking now that we're through two games. We're getting a better idea of who each of these teams are on offense, who they are on defense. Uh it's just it's really a cool thing to look at the numbers, just see how both teams are progressing. And what, you know, each team does well and how they're going to match up against each other. That's what I'm excited about. So thank you for joining me for this episode. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate that. If you have time and you want to be a part of the live stream where I'm giving live commentary with Mark Adams, my co-host, during the 49ers vs. Giants Come on over to the PSF app, download the PSF app and join us in the 49ers chat room. It's a lot of fun. We just did uh, the 49ers versus Rams game. A lot of good things that came out of that. So let's talk about this matchup because I think it's interesting. The New York Giants, of course, uh, are one and one. And that first game against the Dallas Cowboys, it seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And the Cowboys won big against the Giants in New York. Uh, that's never what you want to start the season, a big loss to a division team and by a big margin. So the Giants had to respond. It was a slow start against Arizona, but they got it going and they got a victory and improved to one and one. With the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers, of course, handled Pittsburgh with the blowout. Uh, It was a big win for the 49ers on the road. Then they had to travel to divisional rival Los Angeles Rams, and they got a victory there. So they're 2 and two different ways to go about it. But the 49ers offense has definitely been on point early on in the season, which is different from what the 49ers have normally had throughout Kyle Shanahan's history here with the San Francisco 49ers, where the offense traditionally started slow. The defense would somewhat carry the 49ers until the 49ers offense picked up. Offense playing a lot better in 2023 than it has under Kyle Shanahan. And why not? You have more weapons than you've ever had before. You have Debo, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk is emerging as a big-time star in this league. You have guys who uh, play their roles like Kyle Juszczyk and Jawan Jennings who are pivotal to the 49ers' offense. Then you just have a mad scientist uh, that creates all kinds of matchups using personnel groupings, formations, shifts, and motions, and Kyle Shanahan to get the matchups he's looking for. And if you want to see all that, all the game film from Forty yards versus Rams, every single breakdown is available over on Forty yards Cutback Patreon. Uh, so join it. You can hear my breakdown. I have first-half offense, uh, first-half defense, and second-half offense, second-half defense, four videos, full breakdown, each play. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. So head on over to Patreon and join – the four years cut back and you can see that also a brand new episode of Ant Hill available over there as well. So, let's get more into these numbers. We know what the record is, but let's look at what the offense does. Points per game, uh the 49ers have scored 30 points in both games. So, exactly 30 against Pittsburgh, exactly 30 against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. With the with the Giants a little bit of a different scenario In week one, they get shut out by the Dallas Cowboys, a very impressive Dallas team that ended up getting seven sacks on Daniel Jones. Pretty dominant. And then you look at what they did against Arizona. They were down early but then came back. 31 points in that matchup. So showing some offense there in that matchup against Arizona, and that's what they had to do to win a three-point victory down in Arizona against a 49ers divisional rival. So Giants doing the 49ers a favor, beating the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals now 0-2. So right now the numbers, 49ers consistently at 30. Giants score 30 in one game. So it shows potential with the offense. It shows they have the potential to have a a lot of points scored. But right now you have one game where they're completely shut out. The other game, it's a slow start. We don't know exactly who these giants are on the offensive side of the ball. What we do know is Daniel Jones uh, has looked average in the game against Dallas, but a lot better against Arizona. He's got playmakers around him. Of course, there's going to be a big question mark in the backfield because it doesn't look like Saquon Barkley is going to play against the 49ers on Thursday night, which is a huge blow to the New York football giants because Uh, Saquon can do it all. He puts so much stress on a defense, not just with the way he's able to run the football, his power, his jump cut ability, his feel, uh, but also catching the football out of the backfield as well. He's so good in that area that he definitely opens up the playbook for the Giants. Another area that he opens it up is in the read option. And they do like to use Daniel Jones to run the football on the edge And if you crash down your defensive ends, which we know has been a problem for the 49ers in the past, then Daniel Jones gets some yardage out on the outside. That is always something to fear if you're a 49ers defense. But in this case, you're taking away one of the big weapons that the Giants have. An unfortunate ankle injury is going to keep Saquon Barkley potentially out of this game. I've heard that there's good news. It's not a high ankle sprain but still enough to make this week seem unlikely on a short turnaround. And probably the smarter move for Saquon moving forward is for him to sit this game, and then you have a mini bye before you have to play again. So I think, you know, the the Giants are definitely going to be missing Saquon because look at their numbers. They've been rushing the football 117.5 yards per game uh, between the two matchups. Barkley getting it done, Daniel Jones adding into it. And really, those are the two guys that are getting it done as far as on the ground. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, you know, big runs from anyone else. And that's what's going to be the question, because the 49ers are going to see a familiar face as the running back this week in Matt Breida. Breida, of course, was huge for the 49ers in 2019, had some explosive runs. But we know the speed is there for Matt Breida. The question is, can he hold up consistently running in the middle? And we all know as 49er fans that Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, all going to be looking for that football because that's one area that Matt Breida has struggled throughout his career is putting the ball on the ground. But we'll see how the 49ers go about going after uh, Matt Breida in this run game. But then when you turn the attention over to the 49ers run game, Christian McCaffrey has exploded on the scene again. He's had he had 151 yards in uh week one. Week two, he has 116 yards on the ga- in the on the game. And then when you look at his explosives, he had a huge explosive in week one uh that went for a touchdown. In week two, he has a huge explosive against the 49ers down to the 10 yard line. So really this 49ers run game has been going really well. It's basically been Christian McCaffrey and then the addition of Debo Samuel. 49ers haven't really turned to Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason to have any carries as of right now. Will that change as the season progresses? I think we all expect it to. Elijah Mitchell was coming off an adductor injury during the preseason. Maybe that's playing into it. Maybe it was situational matchups that they were looking for and they didn't want to play Elijah Mitchell because they were looking for a certain look from the Rams. That's all, Uh, you know, We're waiting to see what's going to happen, so we'll see what happens, but right now, nearly 175 yards on the ground per game is really spectacular for the 49ers, so that's executing at a high level in the run game, and we know the 49ers, if they're executing in the run game, it opens up everything else. It opens up play-action pass, and it just creates voids in the middle of the defense, And as much as I love watching film, we saw so many times where the middle of the field is just wide open because defensive players are running to the right with Debo to the left with McCaffrey. They just can't figure out where the ball's going. And that's when you get these big time plays. So uh, rushing both have good attacks. I don't know what the giants attack is going to look like with Saquon Barkley, potentially missing, missing from their lineup. So Uh, that's something to monitor, and it could be an added element to make it a little bit easier for the 49ers' defense. But you never count out a player like Matt Breida, and you never count out a play caller like uh, Brian Dable because he does a really good job. Let's talk about the passing yards per game. Daniel Jones had a big game this last week against Arizona, over 300 yards passing. Uh, But when you total what he did, against the Cowboys where they held them to 63 yards through the air. And you see that there's uh, not a big number there, 137.5 yards passing per game. Not exactly great, but the Giants are going to have to lean a little bit more on that passing game with the loss of Saquon Barkley. On the other side, the 49ers, Brock Purdy has been pretty consistent uh, anywhere from, you know, pretty close to 210 to 220 as far as yards per game through the air. Of course, when you're having a dynamic run game like they are, they don't ask the quarterback to do a lot. In this last game, Brock Purdy could have easily had huge numbers, missing uh, big-time touchdown throws down the field to both Brandon iuk and to Debo Samuels. So uh, Brock had opportunities to hit a 300-yard mark. He did not meet that expectation by missing these throws, and I'm sure that's going to be something he's going to be focused on and that Kyle Shanahan is going to want to make sure they take advantage of those vertical shots when they are available. So right now, we've seen that the New York Giants can throw when they have to, to be able to catch up to the Cardinals, Uh, but we also seen what a dominant defense and a dominant pass rush did to Daniel Jones in week one. So that 137, definitely going to go up as games uh, progress, as they get further away from that Dallas Cowboys game. So they do have a formidable, uh, you know, passing game, especially when you're talking about the tight end, Darren Waller. and They've got other wide receivers as well. Darius Slayton, uh, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, uh, Jalen Hyatt, the speedster, Sterling Shepard. Uh, so they've got a lot of names that, you're, that we're familiar with. They can all be good route runners. So the 49ers will definitely have to get out there and put pressure on Daniel Jones if they want to slow up you know, the pass yards uh, for the New York football Giants. So when we're looking at The quarterback comparison here, Uh, you got two games between them. The yards between the two uh, in the games is eerily close. So Brock Purdy leads the completion percentage at 66.7. He actually raised it from week one. He was more efficient with the football in his hands, even though he did miss three potential big plays downfield, the two that could have went for touchdowns. He still raised it up, inching closer to that 70% which is an elite caliber quarterback in the league. Daniel Jones sitting at 63.1, and he had a pretty good uh, quarterback, you know, uh, completion percentage in both games. It wasn't terrible. Yards, 426 for Brock Purdy, 425 for Daniel Jones, so pretty equal. Here's where you start getting a little bit of separation. Interceptions, Daniel Jones has turned over the ball three times. Brock Purdy has not turned it over at all. Purdy did have a fumble that he lost in a strip sack from TJ Watt. But as far as interceptions, Brock Purdy has not made those kinds of mistakes. He's been very careful with the ball. He's thrown the ball away. He's been uh, making sure he takes advantage of what the defense gives him. And if something's not there, being smart showing that veteran capabilities that he has. And that intelligence is really what the four years are counting on knowing when to run, knowing when to throw it away and knowing when to take a shot And he has been very calculated in those situations. When it comes to sacks, the Dallas Cowboys got seven sacks against the Giants. That's not good. Daniel Jones taking 10 sacks on the season is not great. Arizona added three more sacks. So right now, Daniel Jones is getting a lot of pressure. And a lot of what's happening with Daniel Jones has to do with the offensive line. They're dealing with injury to Andrew Thomas. Uh, Ben Bredesen hasn't been healthy as well. That is your left side of the line. So they've been having to play backups, and that is definitely playing into this a little bit. Uh, So remember that when we're going to talk about the 49ers pass rush with Nick Bosa, you know, Drake Jackson this week. ten Sacks, there's a lot of opportunities to get home to Daniel Jones, especially with Saquon Barkley not going to be available for this game, it appears. I I haven't heard it 100%, so until then, I'll keep leaving the door open. Brock Purdy on the other side, four sacks. Week one against Pittsburgh, he sacked three times by T.J. Watt. Uh, but last week, only one sack. And even then, he almost got past the line of scrimmage. It was more a chase once he left the pocket. Did uh, the Rams get pressure on Brock Purdy, make him move within the pocket? Sometimes, yes. But overall, the defensive line was unable to get past the 49 yards offensive line. They held up whether that was part of its scheme and part of it just they played better. They did have opportunities to get to Brock Purdy. He got rid of the football, some of them complete, some of them throwaways. Uh, So he took care of himself and made sure he didn't take negative plays and make sure he did not have any turnovers as well. And then as far as quarterback rating, Brock Purdy 102.9 to Daniel Jones 72.9. So a big uh, discrepancy between the two right there. Um, you see that the quarterback right now, Brock Purdy, is is proving that he can take care of the football, executing this offense at a high level where Daniel Jones has had some sort of hit and miss. It was really bad in week one. It was a lot better in week two. Let's see what he does in week three, and let's see if he can kind of shake off a lot of that primetime conversation where people are putting him in that category with Kirk Cousins that Daniel Jones can't win in primetime. I'm really curious to see if that is the case or if he's going to be able to, to overcome that mantra that people say about him let's talk about third down conversions and anyone that listens to the channel knows third down conversions are one of the things i always focus on because uh, getting off the field is so important in the league if you're able to turn over and get another first down that means that the defense gets more tired that means your defense gets more rest but also uh, you just continue to break the wheel of the defense first downs are very important. So, when looking at third down conversions from the offensive point of view, the Giants are doing a pretty good job. You know, I mean, that's the thing. The Giants are converting on third down at a at a pretty high rate. Last year the 49ers finished at about 45% uh, percent. the Giants are sitting at 42.85. So, not too bad right there. The 49ers fell. They were at 46% in week 1. But then in week two, the Los Angeles Rams did really good against the 49ers on third down, and the 49ers are down to 36%. So they need to make sure they uh, convert on third down at a higher rate. Now, one thing about the 49ers, they didn't face very many third downs in the game. They were only faced with seven. So uh, their rate wasn't great, but they still got to make sure they execute at a higher level. If they don't execute at a high level, they're not going to win football games down the stretch. You have to convert on third down. That's one of the things Brock Purdy was really good about in 2022. Can he be good about it in 2023? So this is going to be an area to focus on because the Giants doing a pretty good job there as far as conversion rate. Now here's the defenses and how they uh, give it up. The Giants allow third down conversions at a 43.38 rate. So pretty close to their offense, the average of how good their offense converts their defense gives it up about the same amount. So you are able to convert on third down. You want to get this below 40% if you're a defense. And I think the Giants are, are working towards that. But right now, teams are able to convert. So the Forty yards have to take advantage on third down and make sure they extend drives, keep their defense off the field, especially on a short week, recovering from a Sunday game on Thursday first downs are going to be pivotal and you if you as long as it's third and manageable you think you got a better advantage to be able to convert on those the 49ers giving up 41.38 which is elevated a lot because the Los Angeles Rams converted at 50% of the third down attempts that they had 49ers held Pittsburgh to a very low rate uh 33% in week 1 but here came the Los Angeles Rams who were posting the best third down rating in the entire NFL at 64%. And the 49ers got them down to 50, but still they were converting on third down at a high rate. So the 49ers have to do better at getting off the field and making sure they get those stops. Uh, Those stops are pivotal. You get them, you change field position, you allow your offense another opportunity, but you also prevent the other team from having potential point opportunities. So Uh, This is something I always like to look at. Third down efficiency on offense and defense is very important. And right now, both of these teams need to get better on defense and better on offense on third down. And if they do, then they're going to have a shot to make the playoffs. If they don't, it's going to be tough. And it is tough to stop people on third down. But the 49ers last year stopped teams and held them under 40% on defense. And they were 45% converting on third down, which is a nice rate. That's top 10 in the NFL. That's where you want to be at. As far as points per game allowed, so this is how many points they're allowing right now. The San Francisco 49ers have given up 15 points per game. They gave up seven to Pittsburgh. They gave up 23 to the Rams, which is interesting because the Rams kicked that late second field goal that besides maybe tiebreakers or people that betted uh, would really upset about because it was a 10-point game. They kicked the field goal with four seconds left. Uh, But it does elevate the 49ers points per game. They're giving up 15. Still a great number, but we're only in Week 2. They have to make sure they continue to keep the the scoring down. That's how you're going to help your team win. Right now, the 49ers offense scoring at 30. You can keep the other teams below 20. you got to feel you have a really good chance to win every game that you're in. Now with the Giants, their number is definitely uh, elevated because the Cowboys went off for 40. But they also let Arizona go for 28. So they're giving up 34 points a game right now in 2023. That's not solid scoring defense. And Brock Purdy, as his time as quarterback of the 49ers, averages 34 points per game. So the fact the Giants give up 34 and Brock Purdy usually gets 34, it seems like the 49ers have an advantage as far as scoring points on this New York Giants offense. We'll see how that plays out. But a a quick little glimpse at how the Giants, you know, are getting scored upon right now. And they're definitely giving up. So let's talk about the run yards per game. The 49ers defense is playing stout right now. They gave up 41 yards to Pittsburgh with Najee Harris and that group, and it just was never got going. And then against the Rams, they gave up 89. So they're giving up 65, 65 yards per game, which is par for the course for the 49ers. Last year in 2022, the 49ers defense Gave up 77 yards per game on the ground. So this is kind of what they did. A lot of question mark coming out of preseason. A lot of worry about the 49ers run defense. Uh, but they did such a good job. They're fitting in their run fits. Uh, their linebackers are flying around and their defensive linemen are getting off blocks, disengaging and making tackles. So they look pretty good. On the other side, the Giants are giving it up on the ground. Explosive plays. And... Uh, they've got to turn that around because the 49ers are coming in averaging nearly 175 yards on the ground. So, uh, can they stop the 49ers? And that's going to be a key in this game because the 49ers are going to want to run the football, establish a run game, and get this game done quickly. Get your guys healthy. Get into that mini buy. I think they're going to want to establish a game against the Giants that'll neutralize the pass rush. And right now, you know, you've got Christian McCaffrey going. You got Debo going. Maybe they'll get some of the other running backs like Elijah Mitchell involved in this as well and get that run game going downhill. So Giants are going to have to be better against the run and the 49ers are going to have a little bit of an advantage because no Saquon Barkley. Uh, So we'll see. The 49ers yet to give up 100 yards through two games, but you never know. Matt Breida has that explosive ability about him. So we'll see what happens and we'll see if they can hold up on Daniel Jones because 49ers struggle with running quarterbacks. And if Daniel Jones is consistently getting the edge, uh, then the 49ers might have a little bit of an issue stopping the run, and he could chalk up some yards that makes this thing get very interesting. So let's talk turnovers. Turnovers are a big part of any NFL game. And whenever I focus on games, the games that are usually won and loss, deal with third down efficiency and turnovers. And the 49ers have turned the ball over one time. The strip sack that was given up in the TJ Watt uh, sack. That is the the one turnover the 49ers have had. All the other ones, they have put other balls on the ground, but they've been able to get them back. So one fumble loss, that was on that strip sack. On the other side, they've given up some some plays. They've turned the ball over. Daniel Jones has thrown three interceptions. So the Giants have been more prone to take sacks uh, to turn over the football than the 49ers have over two to one in the sack ratio, uh, four extra turnovers for the Giants. That's right now not winning football. If the Giants can turn that around, they have an opportunity to beat anyone. They're a pretty talented team overall, uh, but you can't do it when you're not being able to win the turnover differential. And let's look at that turnover differential. Right now, the 49ers are plus three, which means they've created three more turnovers than they've had turnovers. Uh, plus three is a great margin. they four. They've caused four turnovers on the season. Four interceptions. And interceptions by four different secondary players. Carverius Ward, uh, Fonga, Isaiah Oliver, and Diometer Lenore. Uh, so pretty much almost their entire starting group has gotten a, a interception at this point in the season. So causing turnovers that way. And then the 49ers, you know, not turning over the football gives you that great different differential. The Giants haven't been able to create as many turnovers. Uh, So that's an area that their defense needs to improve. And if the 49ers can take care of the football, I think they have an advantage in that area. So third down conversions are going to be huge, of course, but also turnover margin. Daniel Jones continues to turn over the football, and the 49ers continue to take advantage of Brock Purdy not turning over the football, and yet still having these ball hawk players in the secondary. I think it gives advantage 49ers, and uh, that's always you know what you're looking for when you're looking at these matchups is you look at the numbers and you say, you know what? You know, this one kind of gives the 49ers an advantage. And I put on the uh, thumbnail here, George Kittle and, and Darren Waller. And that's going to be one of the most interesting matchups in this game is 49ers handling Darren Waller. Waller did such a good job when he was with the Raiders last year. And that was a tough matchup for Talado Hufanga. I want to see how Hufanga matches up against this. But also, I want to see how George Kittle handles going against this defense because we didn't talk a lot about this defense, but it's a very talented defense with a good defensive line. And when I was just looking over the roster, the defensive line, Ashawn Robinson, solid Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, and then, you know, they don't have Aziza Ojalari. He's injured right now. So he'll probably be out for this game. I haven't heard whether he's officially out or not. Uh, but they have some really good players on the front seven and George Kittle has been tasked with blocking so much. I think there will be opportunities for him in the passing game, but this is a marquee matchup. Really good tight end and the people's tight end George Kittle versus Darren Waller. So excited about it. So here we are starting out a short week. Content coming your way though. Tale of the tape, 49ers versus Giants. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Really enjoy you coming through. There's going to be plenty of content coming out this week. Hope you will join me for all of it. Let me know. Comment in the comment section down below. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.